0: As part of a roofing company, we have way more conversations about aesthetics than it ever did as part of a standalone solar company. And what you hit on is everybody would go solar if it looked great, but a large number of people do not want to put essentially flat screen TVs on their most prized possession.
1: Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thanjan. So let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm excited to interview Marn DeBono. He's the president of GAF Energy. GAF Energy is leading the way on improving the attractiveness of solar, creating roof integrated solar and solar roofing solutions installed by master roofers that are designed to look good and last. Marn began his career in alternative energy in a somewhat unorthodox place. As a decorated officer on a nuclear submarine in the U.S. Navy, he has held sales and marketing positions at various tech companies, including Cisco, Siebel, Insightful, and Pure Networks. Prior to running GAF Energy, he headed SunPower's residential North American business and global commercial business and served as president of SunPower Capital. There's a lot of interesting insights that Martin provides during the podcast interview. Some of them are the best time to go solars when you're getting a new roof. He also speaks about built-in photovoltaics, BIPV, how that's going to be the lowest cost of electricity for the residential customer over the long term and how aesthetics are a big thing as far as the customer decision for residential whether to go solar or not. And he also speaks about how GF Energy is providing tax equity solutions for commercial industrial customers. Thank you for listening to the Solar Maverick podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm excited to have Martin DeBono. He's the president of GAF Energy. Martin, thank you for being on the podcast today.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: Anytime. I think our listeners will learn a lot from your experience and the amazing things that GAF Energy is doing. So I appreciate you making the time. Can you talk more about GAF Energy? I talked a little bit about the company in the intro, but it would be great to get your perspective on the company.
0: Absolutely. GAF Energy is one of five operating companies under the Standard Industries family of companies. Standard Industries is one of those really large companies that not many people have heard about. They own the largest roofing company in the United States, GAF. They own the largest roofing company in Europe, which is the amalgamation of several acquisitions. We refer to it as BMI, but prior to that, it was Bross, Meunier, and Eichel Powell was another part that they put together. So largest roofing company in the United States, largest roofing company in Europe, also have facilities in South America, Asia. And so in total, Standard Industries is the largest roofing company in the world. There is also, within the Standard Industries family of companies, there is a venture arm called 40 North Ventures and an investing arm called 40 North, and then real estate. So it's a, a large private company, but in the United States, it does quite a bit of roofing business and globally it does roofing business. Business. And so, how does GAF Energy fit in that family of companies? And it fits because we have a vision that the best time for anyone to go solar. Is when they get a new roof, whether that's residential or commercial. And GAF Energy has evolved from early efforts at GAF and Standard Industries to be specifically focused on those opportunities.
1: It just is such a great point about how like new roof is a great time to put solar on because obviously you know it costs a lot more to repair roof, especially with the lifetime of a solar asset being between twenty to thirty years, and similar to the time frame of a new roof. So that's really great that you talked about that. And can you talk a little? bit about how that works
0: both from the commercial industrial perspective and then residential. Certainly. Why don't I start with residential? With residential, GAF Energy has a building integrated product. So building integrated means that the solar is part of the building. In our case, the solar is the roof. The product's name is DecoTech. It is a beautiful looking product that mounts directly to the roof decking. Uh, What that means is the plywood or the skip sheathing, which makes up the basis for every asphalt shingle roof in the United States, is serves as a substrate onto which the solar is attached. And then just like a skylight, shingles and flashing are added around the solar. The benefit to the homeowner is, one, it looks fantastic. There are no lower profile, or it's as low profile as you can get. Second, there is only one project, meaning when you get your roof, you get roof and solar at the same time, as opposed to having to get a new roof, then find a roofing contractor that is going to come in and drill 160-odd quarter-inch holes through something you just paid you know $10,000 to waterproof. And then finally, there's great peace of mind. GAF Energy, as part of the Standard industry family of companies, has the backing of GAF and a warranty that's really unsurpassed in the solar business, and that's due to the strength of the balance sheet of our parent company. So that's how it works on the residential side. On the commercial side, we don't provide any products, but we do provide financing. Uh, Excuse me, we don't provide any solar products, but we do provide financing. And if you leverage our financing in our roofing products at the time a commercial building has solar installed, then the building owner can rest assured that that roof will remain intact because GAF Energy, by investing in the solar system, has a very, very strong interest in making sure both the solar performs and the roof performs.
1: Yeah, definitely. That is a great explanation of the business lines. And you also as well on the commercial industrial provide the tax equity as well when you say finance them, because that's obviously a huge piece
0: to the pump. Yes, exactly. Like we provide the tax equity. We have a fantastic team led by a gentleman named Jason Barrett, works with our commercial roofing sales team. And as we go and look at various roofs, if they are looking to replace the roof, at that time, we work with our development partners to recommend a solar solution. We can provide the tax equity. Obviously, our development partners will find the sponsor equity and voila, we can partner with them. They get benefits, not just of a new GAF roof, but also the benefits of the solar production from that roof.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's an amazing solution. And it's interesting to me because like as a roofing company, that GAF and GAF Energy has been so innovative in looking really like the long term compared to a lot of other roofing companies because I've spoken to a lot of roofing companies. So it's pretty amazing to kind of see the vision and insight that you and your company have at GAF Energy energy. And it's really exciting what you're doing both on the residential and commercial industrial side.
0: Yeah, that's driven by our ownership. Standard Industries is a privately owned company, but from the ownership, they recognize that from a business perspective, there's a tremendous opportunity in solar. But also from a responsibility perspective, it's incumbent upon Standard Industries as a leader in the building material space to drive innovation because they're in a great position to help mitigate the impacts of carbon in the atmosphere to do so. And so it's the far-sightedness of our ownership that has enabled the innovation on both the commercial and residential side.
1: It's amazing to hear from you leading that charge. And I think it's really, really smart what you're doing and getting really ahead of the curve and being a first mover. And what really is interesting to me, as well as you talked about BIPV, building integrative photovoltaics. And, you know, everyone's familiar like that Tesla with their product. What really got you attracted to move into this space?
0: It's kind of a long story, but the short end of it is I was a submarine officer and spent a lot of time on a nuclear submarine and recognized that there does exist the ability to generate power without burning fossil fuels. However, the waste materials from a nuclear submarine perhaps might be more dangerous, or at least they're certainly more dangerous in the short term than burning carbon. That got me interested in power and energy development. And when I had the opportunity to get into solar, I took it because it is remarkable. It's a remarkable industry. It is the most dynamic industry in which I have participated. I worked at a software company. I worked at a hardware company. And now having you know, been a professional for 30 some odd years, there are very few industries like solar. Not only do you have to deal with the technical change as you would have to deal with the technical change in hardware and software. There is the political climate at both the state and federal level, there is policy globally, and then of course competing with China, quite candidly, because China has said solar is going to be you know, one of these seven or eight industries in which they lead the world has resulted in tremendous amounts of capital being put towards a very important problem to solve. And it's the combination of those factors that make this a very difficult industry from which to eke out a profit, but also a very stimulating industry in which to participate.
1: You have an amazing background and that's great to explain. And then like talking about the industry, you know, I was curious with BIPV, how is it's like efficiency compared to like a regular solar panel? And it'd be interesting too, to get your perspective on residential solar and how like homeowners are extremely focused on how the panel looks, it would be just great to get your perspective of how far the technology has come for VIPV and compared to a regular panel. And what are some of the hesitations that homeowners, because I've
0: heard design and the way the panel looks is a big issue for the homeowner. So I think there's a couple of points to be made in there. The only people that care about the efficiency of a solar cell are the people in the solar industry. Yes. (laughs) Everybody outside the solar industry cares about what's the impact on my power bill, what's the cost of electricity. And while for sure there is a relationship between efficiency and cost, it's not always linear, meaning you can have a very, very low cost, high efficiency panel. You can have a very, very high cost, high efficiency panel. And so I think that that is something that internally in the solar industry need to recognize. Very, very few consumers care about the efficiency of the panel. They do care about what's the amount of energy that they can generate and consume from their roof. So that's the first thing I'll say on that. And so since the amount of energy that is generated from a rooftop and the cost of that energy is not simply a function of the cost of the solar cell, but rather a function of the total installed cost of the system, we believe, much as you mentioned, that Tesla believes that you will get the lowest cost electricity by integrating the electricity generating material into the roof or having a BIPV system. There are a number of steps that are eliminated as compared to putting on a new roof and putting on a new solar system. There are a number of steps that are eliminated if you have a roof and then put a solar system on and then sometime in the future, have to take that solar system off and then put a new roof on. So. So for sure, it is pretty easy to show that in the long term, the lowest cost electricity for residential applications can be generated through BIPV products. As part of a roofing company, we have way more conversations about aesthetics than it ever did as part of a standalone solar company. And what you hit on is everybody would go solar if it looked great, but a large number of people do not want to put essentially flat screen TVs on their most prized possession. As part of a roofing company, we have the insights, wherewithal, and drive to make residential solar as aesthetically pleasing as our roofing products.
1: As a leading authority in the solar industry, life gets very busy. In addition to traveling the world as a speaker and for my entrepreneurial ventures, I'm a son, friend, investor, and entrepreneur. And when it comes to delivering a great sounding show for my listeners, I choose podcast laundry. All I have to do is record and send, and the rest is done. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, social media graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up your time to do more of what you you love, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347-871-8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Definitely. That's a great summary into the three different things to look at. And those are all great points, Martin. And I think you made a key point too. Like everyone wants to go green, but also green, meaning like how much savings that are involved. And that's what the homeowner is looking for, not really the production or efficiency, which solar experts or pros are focused on. And then the other question that I had was obviously, you know, GF Energy has been around for many years and has a lot of roofing partners. How do you convince them to approach their clients about solar? solar as well. You know, it's something that's relatively, you know, new and, you know, roofing work in itself is extremely profitable for the roofer. How do you convince them as well to sell solar with that as well?
0: So, one, thank you. We actually haven't been around that long, but I appreciate it. GAF has been around quite a long time. GAF Energy will turn two years old on Wednesday, on Friday. So um, we're fairly nascent, but because we have a strong partnership with GAF, we are able to convince roofers to get into solar by appealing to the future. You're correct in your statement that roofing is a profitable business. It is always in demand. People always need roofs. And if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs after it's like, you know, air, water, you know, heat, (laughs) and then shelter is up there. And so roofing obviously fits in shelter. And there's not very many industries that you can map directly to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But within the roofing industry, we have been working with our roofing partners to demonstrate to them that the future of the roofing industry is the confluence of traditional roofing with solar. And that appeals to a subset of roofing roofers who see that there are many roofers today who think that they can wait. And then it's just like any technological adoption. If you subscribe to the crossing the chasm model, where you have people who make take the jump, you know, then the early adopters, the early majority across the chasm, late majority, blah, blah, blah. But they said the same thing in a channel. Right now, we are dealing with the early adopters in the roofing channel, and we are focused on a handful of geographies. We are ensuring that the roofers understand what changes they need to make to their sales process, installation process, and service process to ensure consumers get a great experience. And what we're seeing is growth from those roofers with whom we work. And we have no doubt that over time, more and more roofers will adopt solar into their product line for a number of reasons. And they'll adopt solar in their product line for a number of reasons, and that'll be good for everybody. It'll be good for the solar. It'll be good for the environment. It'll be good for roofers first and it will be good for homeowners.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's a great explanation. That's the first time too I've heard someone incorporate Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is so true when you think about shelter and how important roofing is. And then to have solar incorporated into that decision at that decision point really helps with demand for the product, which is you know obviously a great idea. And you could leverage your relationship with GAF with that. It was interesting to hear that on Friday, the company is going to be two years old, GAF Energy. Can you talk about the company's growth? like since you launched
0: Yes, certainly. So GAF had been in solar for some time and the solar efforts had been distributed around the organization. Um, what was decided was let's concentrate all those efforts in one entity and let's create that entity as a standalone company so that it has the appropriate attention and funding and time frame for results versus the other business opportunities that the standard industries family of companies have. So we started, there's a handful of people, uh, I think fewer than probably if grabbed all the people around the organization that were working on solar, it was probably fewer than 20. Today we're over hundred strong. Oh, wow. We have facilities in the North Bay in San Rafael. We have a lab in San Jose. We also have some facilities in New Jersey, co located with GAF. And the adoption of our product has been really, really fantastic. As a private company, we don't reveal our sales, but we're very happy with the growth that we are seeing in the marketplace for our products.
1: I thought it was interesting too that you were talking about GAF Energy Strategy to be the world's first truly sustainable
0: solar company. The first, the world's, I say that to my team, hey, we want to be a sustainable, sustainable energy company. Yes. Uh, so right now I would venture to guess that if you were to look at the, every single solar company out there <laughs> and you looked at the amount of cash that they've consumed versus the amount of cash that they've produced that you would still be on the negative side of the ledger. You know, there's been a number of fantastic banker in the renewable space. And so we strive to actually be sustaining. And what that means is you have to be cash flow positive, right? <laughs> you, have to, you, know, you can't just make your customers happy. You have to make your customers happy and your employees happy and your investors happy. And if you look throughout the last 20 years, how many renewable energy companies with great products and great offerings simply weren't sustainable. They required continuous injections of capital. And that's not to say that they won't be sustainable at some point. It's just right now, again, if you look at the some of the collapses, and the amount of ash that was consumed in those collapses. This many sustainable energy companies have simply not been sustainable. And then on the other side of the ledger, you have some massive, massive companies that just have been able to raise a ton of debt. The state-owned enterprise, state-owned entities, financial institutions, again, they don't necessarily generate cash, but they make a lot of solar panels. And they do that by leveraging the government funding. So our goal is to be a truly sustainable, sustainable energy company. We need to be great for our customers. We need to be great for our employees. And we need to be great for our shareholders.
1: It's interesting, as you mentioned, Martin, like how many sustainability companies or renewable energy companies have not survived. And obviously, those three things that you talked about are so key on, you know, having a company and it being successful for the long term. Can you talk about what trends you're seeing in solar from your vantage point? And it's been interesting to hear because you guys have been really kind of revolutionary and innovative on your approach to looking at things.
0: Yeah, I think that most of the excitement and hype in solar today, from my perspective, revolves around storage. And that is not an area in which we currently have a significant investment. Again, I mentioned that Standard Industries has a venture arm and we leverage our venture arm to make investments in storage companies. But GF Energy, we are still essentially looking for what we believe will be the right platform to adopt. And I think as a result, everyone's gotten so enamored with storage. There's much more innovation on the storage side than on the solar side itself. I think that on the solar side, the people that are innovating are GF Energy and Tesla. And that's really about it. There's also innovation on the financial products that are used to finance these programs. So companies like Sunova, they're innovating on the financial side, Mosaic. And I think there's continued innovation on the financing side because the Wall Street is more attuned to buying securities backed by cash flows from solar assets. So that's really where the innovation is. And again, I think there's a lot of opportunity for innovation on hardware, a lot of opportunity for innovation on aesthetics, a lot of opportunity for innovation on the installation process. And that's where companies like GF Energy are focusing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with you, especially in the solar space. It would be great to quickly like get your opinion on why lithium-ion technology shouldn't be what to focus on in energy storage.
0: Well, I shouldn't say, you know, I get in trouble when I talk about batteries. Again, it's not my area of expertise, but I know a little bit to be dangerous. I've had experience with batteries, especially, you know, lithium as an element is not the most stable element. And so, but more importantly, rather than speaking specifically on whether lithium ion is the appropriate chemistry, I think that what I'd rather say is just look at the pace of evolution and the pace of innovation on battery storage. And it's very similar to that which took place in solar 10, 15 years ago, before the world standardized on crystallized silicon for solar. Solar, right. Silicon, yeah. in that example, is the second most abundant element on the planet. And so it makes sense that you're gonna be able to find a lot of it fairly inexpensively. For battery chemistries, there's so much that has not been explored yet. The actual penetration of batteries is minuscule. For all of the talk and all of the dollars going after batteries, actual number of consumer deployments of battery storage mm-hmm. versus solar is tiny if you look at it on across the United States and across the world. Mm-hmm. And so my perspective on batteries is the cost curve is such that if you delay your battery purchase by two years, you will save so much more money because battery costs will have come down so much that it is a positive NPV proposition for the homeowner. And so for my own organization, I said, look, if people really want batteries for backup, I get that. You know, We can help them find a qualified installer. But batteries with positive economic outcomes are so few and far between. And that's because there's still not been standardization on what's the appropriate chemistry for a residential use case. And I think that over the next three to five years that the industry will standardize on a chemistry. I don't know what it is. And at that time, costs will come way down and then you will have an economic amount proposition for storage. So I think for me, what happens is people get caught up in the hype and they want to chase the next new thing. And for sure, batteries will be the next new thing. But right now, batteries are more for peace of mind than for any economic value proposition. And given the total dollar amount that one needs to put out for batteries, I think that the market for people who will be able to buy that peace of mind for 20, 30, $40,000 is very, very small as compared to the market for people who for that same 10, 20, $30,000 can get phenomenal economic returns by investing purely in solar, except for commercial where you're avoiding demand charges. So those comments were just due to residential.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. And I appreciate you defining that because that's a good point about demand charges and potentially other uses of the battery as well. I really appreciate your time, Warren. This has been an amazing interview. If our listeners wanted to learn more about GAF Energy or you, like,
0: what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Go on our website, GAF.energy. We have a fantastic website there. I think that we also have a good presence on LinkedIn. We are hiring across the gamut for a variety of positions. So please, if anybody has any interest in GAF Energy, hit us up on LinkedIn or take a look at our website. And yeah. Mark, thank you so much for you. Thank you for the podcast. It's great to see people out there explaining to the rest of the world how solar works because we need to do a better job. We really want to make a bigger difference.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you making the time and really having your voice out there and really educating the public. So thank you for your time. And we'll have all the information about GF and notes of the podcast. And thank you again. Like this
0: has been an amazing interview. Well, thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick podcast. The Solar Maverick podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-N-E-U energy.com. The Solar Maverick podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thanjan and Kevin Y. Brown.